And we are joined now by Cole Henry, National System, double-A arm, was their second-round pick in 2020. And I've told you, Danny, this is kind of like my guy that I've just like put a flag in the ground on in their system. You're claiming Cole Henry. I'm claiming him. Everyone loves Cade Cavalli, throws 100, cool. Pick the guy who throws 100. This is my guy, man. This guy's a stud. He was at LSU. He was their weekend starter well before he was drafted. And if he's healthy, he's going to be a horse for the Nats for a long time. Cole, we're Grant Paulson. We're Danny Ruye in D.C., man. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here, and thanks for showing the love. <laughs> Absolutely. So here's what we're looking at here, Danny. Five starts in double-A this year. Uh-huh. .57 ERA. It's a pretty low number. 15 and two-third innings with four hits allowed. I don't know if you're into that kind of thing. I am. Nobody can hit this guy. 20 punchies. In 15 innings, four hits allowed. Five strikeouts for every one hit given up. Just casually. It's a pretty good ratio. Kind of dominating double-A baseball. <laughs> Cole, so far so good, man. What do you make of the season to this point? Yeah, man, it's been it's been really fun. Um, you know, obviously the training wheels have been on a little bit this year just because of the injuries and stuff. But uh, I've been feeling great. Um, been on the same page with all of our guys, front office guys and our coaches and all that stuff about, you know, taking it pretty slow at the beginning of the year and, um, hopefully eventually building up to, you know, hopefully being able to go six, seven hundred pitches, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, it's been really cool to, you know, travel around the Northeast, play some ball and, and just, uh, see everything and, and be with some really good friends. So it's been awesome. Is it frustrating at all to have the governors on? I mean, you're probably used to throwing a 130 pitches and, you know, and, 2,000% humidity on, on an SEC weekend where you got to get through Georgia and Florida and Arkansas and Alabama and, and everybody else. And now you got to, you know, you'd be on a pitch count and you're probably feeling great and you got to go sit down. Is that frustrating at all? Um, it is. Uh, but it's also, you know, it kind of shows that, um, you know, the Nationals care about my health and, and the long term, which is also uh, pretty cool in itself. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of a blessing and a curse. 22-year-old Cole Henry here with us on Bustin' Loose Baseball. So I want to go bigger picture. So take off your Cole Henry hat and just put on your, like, baseball commissioner hat or something. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do think, and I get your situation, right, because you had some issues at LSU, and then last year you got shut down, so I totally get what they're doing. But it is my nerdy sitting as a fat guy at home watching baseball belief that, like, when you only get to go three innings or four innings at a time, and then we get you to the big leagues, and everyone's like, well, this guy can't get deep into the game. Josiah Gray only goes five <laughs> innings or six innings. Like, It's our fault. Like, We have groomed yeah. you to do this, and if you just went out max effort and you just got to throw seven innings at a time, you might actually do that more in the big leagues. Am I off, do you think? Um, Not not super. I mean, you know, there's guys out there, Max Scherzer, and a few guys that are outliers like that that can go out there every every five days and throw – seven, eight, nine innings and be fine. But um, well, like they were honestly, brought think, up at a time, I bet you, Cole, when they were getting yep. to throw more innings in the minors and they were like throwing seven innings to start in double A. Whereas now it's like, look, I'm paying this dude a bunch of money or he, you know, he told me he was feeling something once a year ago. So now it's like 65 pitches and, and out. Yeah. It honestly, um, it kind of seems like a new age of baseball where, you know, starters are only going four or five innings, but, um, you know, being really effective over those four or five innings. And then usually you have a few guys in the bullpen you can turn the ball over to, and they're going to be super effective as well over those last four innings of the game. So um, I think it's just kind of a new wave of what's going to happen. I think 
a lot of it is with the analytics and all that stuff, kind of the matchups and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that people get paid a lot more money than I do to, to really think about it. But um, I just like to go out there and compete for however long they tell me to. And, you know, I'm going to keep throwing until the manager or whoever comes out there uh, takes the ball from me. So that's just my job is to make sure I give them all I have until they come out there and take it from me. Cole, are you a, are you a thinker? And what I mean is, are you one of those guys that just goes, just put a number down and I'll hit the spot with something nasty? Or do you want to be intimately involved in every single pitch and have like a, a, a debate? You know what I mean? There, I, I've seen guys who are kind of both ways. It kind of goes to that approach that we're talking about where the governor's on you and your best interests are, are in mind. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things where, you know, Crash Davis style, you just put, you know, whatever finger the catcher puts down? Or do you want to be, no, 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 this is what I want right here? Uh, I think, you know, right now I'm pretty lucky. I got two pretty good catchers on my, on my team and, um, you know, they do a lot of, uh, studying the hitters and, and all that. They go over hitters with the pitching coaches and so do we as, um, as the pitching staff, but, you know, our catchers do a great job of scouting these guys before we play them. And, uh, usually I'm on the same page as those guys. So I, I just like to see the, see the sign go down and then you know let's get after it let's compete so um i'm not really much of a thinker out there once i start thinking i think that's when things start going downhill so i try to just uh see what they put down and let's go cole henry's rated the nats number three prospect obviously first round pick brady house killing it in fredericksburg this year kate cavalli who's closing in on being big league ready was round one pick when he went round two at lsu but this is a guy i, w- I would buy some stock in if you're a nats fan uh, five starts into the year. You can't normally do this exercise, Danny, but I'm going to try it. Recall each of your four hits you've given up through five starts. Just remind, like, <laughs> what you, the hell happened, man? Well, and, and tell, like, do you have them in your head? Like, okay, that was a bloop shot to left from that one dude. Like, give me the four hits. All right. So I think the first hit of the year was, uh, was actually one of my friends, Connor Scott with the Pirates. Um, he was my roommate. For like a Team USA thing in 2017, so you can't give up a hit to him. The yeah, roommate, I, can't, I can't give up a, a hit to one of my roommates. And, and he never washed friends. the dishes, and you know yeah. he, he was loud yeah. that time when you were trying to get sleep. You just can't do that. Exactly. Um, honestly, don't really remember the second hit too much. Might have been the same day. And then third hit, I think was. Oh man. Um, you're testing me, but I know the hit yesterday was Adley Rutschman. So that one, that one, a pretty good accept. company. Number one yeah, prospect in baseball, up, I guess. But <laughs> going to be know, the best catcher in the up. big leagues in like a month. <laughs> we'll give you that one. Yep. Cool. So. What, what's your best pitch right now, and how long has that been your best pitch? Um, I think right now, probably my fastball. Uh, just because you know I've always been able to command it how I want to and um you know put it I usually throw it high in the zone so I get a lot of swings and misses on it and uh, that's been my bread and butter since you know I started pitching when I was you know nine ten years old I've always had a pretty good arm so I was able to blow it by most people um but now it's getting a little tougher as I go up the ranks still get a lot of good swing and misses but you know a lot of it comes with from throwing my change up and my curveball and getting guys off of my fastball slowing down a little bit and then I can go back up there with the fastball so uh been been a learning experience but you know I think my fastball is definitely still my best pitch and it's going to continue to be so then your your curveball give me just a kind of two-part here 
just break it down for me. How, how close to 12-6 are you, and then are you pitching off of that fastball up in the zone to change eye levels where guys mm-hmm. are now kind of you know bewildered and confused because one goes straight down and the other looks, looks like it's hydroplaning? Yeah, so um, you might have to get someone who's smarter than me to, to explain this to you, but I'll try <laughs> best I can. So uh, they say my fastball has really good ride to it and yeah. also has a lot of arm side run. So um, kind of getting like that up and out. If I was throwing to like a left-handed hitter, I'd like start it down the middle and it would end up outside and high. So my curveball kind of mirrors that. It's almost like a – not really like a – slider but kind of like a sweeper pitch so it's sort of 12-6 but just has a little bit of tilt to it kind of mirror my mirror my fastball a little bit and then my changeup as well is kind of like my fastball but obviously has more sink and is slower cole henry in the nat system so it doesn't sound like you're spending a lot of time on like baseball savant and fan graphs checking out (laughs) spin rate huh uh not too much yeah i leave that to the guys that you know get paid to do it and uh been doing it for probably longer than I have. I've, I've always had a tough time trying to understand all that stuff. And usually, like I said, when I think stuff starts going downhill, so I just try to go out there and let my, you know, let just be myself and let my stuff work for me. And, you know, whatever it says on the track, man, and all that stuff, that's, and it's good. That's, that's great to hear. So uh, I'll just try to keep doing myself and, and let them tell me what I need to fix or, you know, whatever it is. How often do you hear, like you said, they tell me. Who is Uh they in that situation? And then aside from your actual coaching staff and your skipper, your pitching coach, whatever, how often are you hearing from one of the numbers guys, so to speak, in the organization? Are they the ones passing you along that intel on, hey, your spin rate's doing this, maybe try this? Or is that actually like one of your field staff people that they've talked to who's now passing that to you as a conduit? Um, It's it's kind of a team effort, I think. I think the the pitching staff – the pitching coordinator, um, you know, Sam Naren, the pitching coordinator, and then my pitching coach, Justin Lord, they kind of talk to the data and analytics guys and see, you know, which which pitches play best against, you know, what hitters and, and which pitches are, you know, the, the pitchers having the most success with. So it's, it's kind of like a team effort, I would say. Um, but we are getting a lot better about using data and analytics, um, on a daily basis and all that stuff. So, you know, I think the Nats have really gotten pretty serious about the data and analytics side of the, of things. And, and they're actually having a pretty good mix of that stuff, but also like, you know, just playing baseball. Um, we're not trying to get too far into numbers and stuff like that, just because it can get a little squirrely, but uh, you know, <clears throat> we have a good mix and I think we're using it the right way. So it's, it's been really exciting to see that, side of things and um, how everybody can benefit from it. So it obviously hasn't happened much this year as you've been just straight shadow filth. But in years past, yeah. you can you can remember a time when there was a meeting on the mound. Let's say there were, God forbid, a couple base runners happened against against Cole Henry, right? Uh-huh. What kind of message do you want? Are you a somebody tell me a joke guy? Are you, you know, uh, give me one key? Like, what do you want to hear when somebody comes out to the mound? Because everybody's different. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on the situation. Um, if I'm struggling a little bit, I would love just, you know, one yeah, one little key or one little tip, you know, hey, you're you're pulling off a little bit or, you know, keep your head on the catcher longer, whatever it is, just just a little tip yeah. to get you back locked in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's a serious situation and, and it seems like I can't calm myself down or something and somebody comes out there and tells a joke, 
might lighten the situation a little bit and just help me relax. But usually it's just, you know, they're going out there to give you a little breather, maybe uh, reestablish your plan for whatever hitter's coming, just kind of explain the situation to you, what you want to do to this guy, and, you know, we believe in you, whatever, let's get them. So. All right, so we'll talk Nothing some too crazy I, out there. I, I want to get into some of the fun of just minor league ball and traveling around and also get to know you a little bit here back after this conversation. Yeah. So this will be our last baseball question, so to speak. But okay. I want you to give Nats fans the breakdown of your arsenal as if you are the analyst on MLB Network. So just velocities, pitches, and then like a, a graph, like a pie graph, if you will, of how often you throw those. Just to give us okay. a, a pretty detailed intel on you as you know, a lot of people listen and love the Nats, haven't seen you throw yet. Yeah, um, so I have four pitches, a uh, four-seam, a two-seam, curveball, and a changeup. Um, I throw my four-seam most of the time, probably 75% of the time. Uh, it's usually 94, 96. Uh, if I'm a little more juiced up, it'll be 90, I'll touch 97, maybe 98, but usually in the 94, 96 range. Um, two-seam, about the same, probably 93, 96. And then... Uh, change-ups, usually 87 to 88. And then curveball comes in around 79, 81. But, uh, yeah, I throw my fastball most of the time. Um, change-up, I throw to right-handers and left-handers. Uh, same thing with the curveball. They kind of all just kind of play off of each other, and I try to give them a healthy mix of them. So. Big situation, big strikeout. Give me the like. There is it. Is it Cole Henry demonstrative? Are you doing that kind of half flex thing where your arms are all chiseled up and you're like kind of trying to do a nutcracker type move in the middle with a let's go? Are you pumping a fist? Are you doing like a Mortal Kombat type move? Walk me through it. Uh, I think for me, I, I'm not. I've never been one of those guys to really, to really, you know, scream and yell after a big, a big event. But uh, I usually like to, you know, just hit myself on the chest or I don't know. I think. I like to just I like a been there before sort of mentality. Like, you know what? I do this all the time. So you know what I've noticed? I've noticed on uh, the video of like MLB Pipeline or whatever when they post a strikeout, you do, and I love this. It's like a super quick turnaround. Like I kind of like a Steph Curry. I don't need to watch it go in. It's like yeah. as the batter's missing, he's already looking at second base. Oh, I get steamed up. <laughs> like, is that oh, a thing, it. or was that just a couple times that I've seen that? Uh, that's that's sort of a thing, you know. I I just try to add, like, you know what? It's it's just every day, so we're not really worried about it. We're just gonna walk around, get the ball back, and let's try to do it again. So it's one of those like oh, another strikeout. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, what do you do in Harris is Harrisburg? I always try to say Harrisonville, Harrisville, Bergville. What do you do there? Is there a Chick Fil A? Like, what happens there? There is a Chick Fil A. Um, that's good. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm a pretty regular customer there. What's your order? Uh, What's your go-to? Oh, go-to order. It's uh, a chicken sandwich with pepper jack cheese. Yep. No pickles. And then we're going to go 12-count nugget, Mm -hmm. large fry, and then a large Arnold Palmer. First one's outstanding. What a move, by the way. Can I get your array of dipping sauces, and do you vary it up or just go with one? I just stick to the the goaded Chick-fil-A sauce. That's number one. What do you have against pickles? Uh, you know, I don't mind pickles, but I just don't like them on my Chick-fil-A sandwich. I, I think they just get, you know, warm and soggy, and I'm just not a, not a warm. I like a crisp pickle. 
Okay. Now, is Chick-fil-A the go-to, or is there something you frequent more often, like a Chipotle or something else? I would say Chick-fil-A is probably my go-to. Um, if I can't really decide what I want to eat, it's just usually a safe bet to to use that order at Chick-fil-A. And I'm pretty, thing, and I'm pretty happy man after that. towns after games. Restaurants aren't open. Like, dudes are just eating whatever they can get their hands on, basically. What about in the, in the clubhouse? I mean, are you guys just PB and J in it? Do, do they do a decent job for you in that regard? No, they do. They do a great job. We've actually had some pretty good food this year, um, post game and even pre game. Um, our nutritionist Emily, I think she runs basically the whole uh, minor league side of things, but um, she does a great job of picking picking good food and uh, good, pretty good uh, home wherever we are. She usually goes with like a local restaurant and they'll bring in some pretty pretty solid food. So can't complain there at all. Um, but usually it's up to us to grab something before the field. So I usually try to hit like a diner or um, maybe DoorDash just some breakfast to the hotel before we leave. But, yeah, after after games we have pretty good spread. That's awesome. Now, playing travel summer ball, you know, in, in college summer league, different stuff in all the different places, the move was – you pretend like you're super hungry post game, and what you're really doing is taking leftovers. You don't have to buy breakfast the next morning. Do you yeah. do that, and do you have teammates that do that? So I don't, but um, it's actually funny you guys bring this up because my roommate Evan Lee, um, he's probably one of the pickiest eaters I know, and it doesn't matter what we have for the spread after the game. He's going to come straight to the hotel, and he's going to have a Papa John's pizza waiting on him at our hotel room door. <laughs> every game every or time? just when he throws? Every, every night. Not kidding you. That's every the night. weirdest bit ever. He's going to be so fat one day. No, he's not because he's just a baseball <laughs> but player. Now he's, now he's fine, but when he's my age, he'll be oh, a fatty. Well, then he probably won't eat Papa John's every night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just does it I'm, now. I'm not kidding you. He sticks to like the four main food groups. It's like Cracker Barrel, Papa John's, Chick-fil-A. Amazing. And Olive Garden. Those are his four. His four. <laughs> Olive Garden doesn't fit places. there. I don't want to besmirch Olive Garden, but he's he's. Th- let's make it three major food groups. That's so funny. Wow, that's yeah, incredible. I'm pretty six. sure, by the way, that name rings a bell. He's one of like the two guys on the staff on the Forty Man, isn't he? Yeah, he's on the Forty Man just recently this year. Yeah, that's uh, that guy could get called up any minute and eat Papa John's. Pizza. What's he gonna do for food? <laughs> oh, he's he's probably getting Papa John's. He, I don't know what he got today. I I could probably ask him. Have you ever? Yeah. I don't know if you're a single dude or not, so I don't want to get you in trouble. But have you ever? Uh, have you ever seen any of your teammates do the ballogram? Do you know what that is? What is that? So the ballogram. I read it in a book that a minor leaguer wrote one time, where you write uh-huh. your number on a ball and you throw it to a girl, like from the dugout or, or the oh, bullpen yeah. or whatever. Have you ever seen that move? I have. Um, he might. He might get pretty pretty angry at me for for telling the story, but I think I'm just going to tell it anyway because it's pretty hilarious. Um, so I hope last it's Evan year, Lee again. If it's this Evan guy, Lee, this guy's meet just me becoming, at Papa John's carry he's out. becoming a legend. He's like, let's go to Papa John's together, have a nice little day. So it's, it's not Evan Lee. It's, uh, it's Justin Connell, who's also on our team. Um, he was in Wilmington last year with me, and I, I believe we were in uh, – oh, gosh. I um, can't remember. Maybe uh, wherever the hot rods are. I can't remember the, the name of the city. But um, anyway, we're there. Right before a game, um, I think there's these two girls sitting in the outfield. He he played. I think he was playing right field that night. There's two girls sitting out there. I mean, it's a college town we're in, so I mean, there's just lots of people in college just coming to the games, whatever. Normal, normal night. And he's like in the locker room before the game. And he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw this ball to to these girls up there." 
I'm like, all right, like, where is it? He's like, oh, I got it right here. And he, he hands it to me and I read it and it says, uh, you're gorgeous on it, but <laughs> he, he had used the wrong your. Wrong your. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, he, he used the wrong your, and he also did not spell gorgeous right at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Connell, and I love the effort, but I, I really don't think you should throw this ball to these to these females up there, man. <laughs> and so he, he ended up uh, redoing the ball and throwing it up. I, I don't know if he. Uh, I don't know if he scored one of their numbers, but yeah, it was it could have been bad. Could See, have been he's ugly. got. I think the move is you put your number on the ball, and then if they're interested, yeah. now how do you have spelled it wrong? I think he just never gets a text. But yeah. I don't know what the guy looks like. Maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I had to give him some some crap about it for sure. I was like, man, that's that's what you get for not going to college and just going straight into pro ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. What's uh, what's been the most fun ballpark or the best ballpark you played in in terms of the minors? Um, so I think the best one I've played at, oh, this is pretty tough. Um, honestly, I'll say Harrisburg has been pretty cool. Um, last year we played in Greensboro and that was a really cool ballpark. It was downtown, great crowd, uh, even like the apartment buildings, Next to the field had like people on their um, balconies and like there was like a pool at the top of this one apartment building and there was like a really big crowd like watching our game from the pool. Wrigley rooftops. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was really cool. Um, That's probably the the best place we've been uh, crowd wise. But I think Harrisburg's actually a really really cool stadium on the island right there in middle of town. Um, Just a unique experience, I think. What's been the biggest adjustment going from playing? I mean, again, you played at such a high level at, at LSU, mm-hmm. but what's the biggest adjustment going from those you know intense college weekends? You guys are getting thousands of people at, at your home games. What's been the biggest adjustment going from that to playing pro ball? Well, you're almost like an independent contractor moving up through a system. You still got teammates and everything, but it just feels different. What's been the biggest change for you? Yeah, um, you know, definitely the team environment. Uh, we we do have a pretty good like. Uh, team chemistry and stuff but you know it's hard to beat in college when you're with those guys every day and a lot of them are your really good friends so um, it's a lot different in that regard but uh, I think the biggest change for me is the uh, whenever we're going to a place like a road trip the uh, locker rooms are never as nice as I'm like expecting them to be I guess Um, so I think that's the main like difference for me between playing in the SEC and then playing in the minor league ball is like most SEC stadiums are really nice and have like a nice area for you to put all your things in a pretty cool like visiting locker room. But minor league, it's been you know minor league baseball, so uh, that's been a change. Just having to deal with pretty small spaces and a lot of guys in one room, but also not great training rooms and stuff like that. So that's been an adjustment. But you know, it's it is minor league baseball, so you can't really expect much. But um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a grind. Cole Henry of the Nats in A, working his way toward the big leagues. All right, end of the road here. So there's a couple things we'll do before the end of all of our interviews on the podcast. The first thing mm-hmm. is Danny and I go rapid fire with little superlative type questions, fun little things to get to know you a little bit. So we put 60 okay. seconds on the clock, and then we do that. And then we've got our producer, Darius question. So he has sat here. He's listened to the entire interview. He's making everybody sound good. 
And he goes wherever he wants it. We have no idea where he's going to go, but the producer, Darius question is going to wind things down. Uh, but let's go. 60 seconds on the clock, Danny. I'm going to start. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? I would have to go The Revenant. What's your eating contest food? Thing you can eat more of than anybody else? Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Amazing. That's a great answer. What an answer. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> starred in The Revenant. Is that your one-seat actor or somebody else? Yeah, I love Leo. Leo's probably one of my favorites. What's your grossest habit? My grossest habit? That you can say. Uh, <laughs> that you can say. That you're comfortable you're with people say. hearing. Okay. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't really have gross habits. I consider myself a pretty clean person. Um, can I pass? Yeah, I yeah, pass. You, pass. you can pass. That's a lot. Okay. Uh, how about right. this? Right. If you weren't a baseball player, you'd be doing what for a living? Oh, uh, I'd probably try to play some hockey. Unexpected. Did you grow up playing hockey? I didn't, but I've 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 become a really big hockey fan uh, in the past couple of years, and I think that'd be uh, my secondary sport if I didn't play baseball. I think I would try to play some hockey. All right, that's 60 seconds. You're off the clock. I think you're a Preds fan, right? Did I see that on Twitter? Yes, I'm a Preds fan. All right, I'm going to get I'm going to send you some cap stuff though. We're going to make sure you you make this little <laughs> a little defection, a little defection. Over to the greatest okay. goal scorer yeah. of all time, Alex Ovechkin and the that's, boys. That's uh, fine. Our Preds are Preds are not looking too good right now, so. <laughs> well, Caps aren't either necessarily uh based on losing Tom Wilson. All right, producer Darris, you've been listening Here to the go. proceedings. Your question is the grand finale. Cole, I cannot help but to notice that your Harrisburg Senator's picture, you feature quite the mustache. One, I have to ask, yep. do you keep? Do you still have that mustache? I do have it. And now, how do you keep it groomed? Do you take care of it personally, or do you allow uh, your barber to take care of it for you? I take care of it myself. Look at that. Look at that. Do you any, any product that you use? Do you, do you have kind of the full beard thing going on now, too? Because I'm a, I'm a big uh, facial hair guy. I have a big, full, thick beard, thick, thick mustache. So uh, I, I'm always curious as to how you keep care of that. Yeah, I uh, take care of it myself, take a lot of pride in my mustache. Um, get a lot of compliments on it, so you got to keep it looking right. But uh, actually, so I'm usually a full beard guy, but the Nats have a few rules for minor leaguers. And one of those being we can't grow anything besides a mustache or a goatee. So Whoa. I stick to my mustache. Yeah. The New York Yankees the down there. The rules are cool. I don't get why that's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's, what I, that's what I say, too. But, you know, rules are rules. You got to yeah. follow them. But, yeah, I, I haven't minded the mustache at all, so I can't really complain. We don't want any beards, but you can look like a 70s pop singer or, you know, a 19, an 1880s town marshal. Or, or a yep. 1999 gym teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like with that goatee. I've always thought that maybe it's because I'm fat, but the goatee is just a Well, it was a baseball look. thing in the 90s, man. It was like like, like Bagwell and Biggio always yeah, had goatees, yeah. you know, before you were born, Cole. I think of Craig oh, Biggio yeah. as having a goatee for sure. Well, Cole, this has been fun, man. We can't keep you any longer. You got a life to live. Thanks for the time. We appreciate you. And uh, keep dominating, man. Hopefully we'll see you at Nats Park real soon. Yeah, I will. Hope so, too. Appreciate you guys having me on. And you will have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Cole. You too, bud. Yep, see you.